All voices will sing verses 1 and 4, the women and girls on 2, and the men and boys on 3. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is a petition that orients us to God's priorities. Now, God's kingdom, we know, is not a place. It is a reality that permeates our world. It is the reign of God's justice, love, and peace. 
It's been ushered in through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. And it is among us whenever and wherever the will of God is done. But we are also painfully aware that this kingdom is not fully here. In a world where pain and sin and brokenness are all too evident, we recognize that God's will is not fully done, and we long for things to change. We long for God's kingdom to be fully present here among us on earth as it is in heaven. As we pray for God's kingdom to come and for God's will to be done, we express not only our longing, we express our commitment to it. We realign our goals, our priorities, our values with God's goals, priorities, and values. We commit ourselves to seeking God's kingdom above all else. And we ask God for strength and for courage to live into God's kingdom as if it were fully here already. Give us this day our daily bread. When Jesus taught his followers to pray, give us this day our daily bread, he was addressing people who knew what it was like to be hungry. Not just because mealtime was delayed, but because they never had quite enough food. It was a heartfelt plea for daily sustenance. Although most of us here this morning live far from that reality, when we pray this prayer, we also pray it with our heartfelt plea for daily sustenance. 
Even though our bellies may be full, we need God's nourishment. The particular words found in this petition also give us words to ask God for enough. Not for overflowing storehouses, lest we place our trust in our own resources. Rather, we ask for our daily bread, that which is sufficient for each day, trusting that just as God provided for God's people in the wilderness with manna day by day, God will provide all that we truly need as we seek God's kingdom together day by day. This petition also invites us to remember that the bread that we pray for is not my bread. It is our bread that we pray for. It is a collective prayer, not only for us, but for others, particularly for those who are hungry. We pray for food enough for all to be fed. Our God, giver of all that we need, give us this day our daily bread, sufficient bread for those hungry both in body and in spirit, for us and for all God's children everywhere. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. This petition continues to concern itself with basic human need. The need to be forgiven and the need to forgive. It invites us to tell the truth about who we are. We mess up. We hurt others as well as ourselves. We turn away from God and from God's kingdom priorities. We are human. We are fallible. We are prone to sin. 
This truth-telling is not meant to shame us. It is meant to set us free. As we name and offer to God for healing all that gets in the way of our loving God with all that we are and our loving our neighbor in loving our neighbor as ourselves. This truth-telling of who we are also opens the way to forgive others. It helps us see that we have something in common with those who have injured us. Sin and brokenness is a part of all of our realities. And in the midst of that reality, God extends to each one of us, without exception, mercy and grace. God's forgiving love, freely offered, is a gift that unites us all. We will sing verses 1 and 2 in unison. Verse 3, the men just hold the first tone throughout, and then the women will sing, and then we'll reverse it. The women will hold the first tone on the third verse while the men sing the melody, and then we will all sing verse 4. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I've always found this to be a troublesome petition. Its language seems to suggest it is God 
who leads us into temptations and trials and tests. Thank goodness for James, who tells us in the first chapter of his letter, no one, when tempted, should say, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and God tempts no one. But in another sense, perhaps God does lead us into temptation as God leads us ever more deeply into love. Love that sometimes seems too costly, too risky, too dangerous. When we are led into this kind of love, there is a strong temptation to betray it rather than to endure the pain that love carries with it. Jesus himself was led into this place of temptation. We see him struggling with the cost of love at the beginning of his ministry in the wilderness with the devil. And we see it again at the end of his ministry as he sweats drops of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. In both cases, Jesus experiences God with him, delivering him not from pain or from struggle or even from death. What he experiences is God delivering him from the evil that is seeking to sabotage his faithfulness, his commitment to God's ways. We, too, experience trials and temptations as we seek to remain faithful to our calling to Christ. As we do, may we, too, know God's presence with us, shielding us, protecting us, delivering us from all that would seek to sabotage the power of love working in our lives.
For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. We come now to the end of the Lord's Prayer with one last sentence. And truth be told, the sentence is not found in the Bible, except in the King James Version. It is, however, a fitting ending for this prayer. Having begun with praise, hallowed be thy name. This prayer now ends with a powerful doxology. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. The entire prayer is framed by worship and praise. About praise, Roberta Bondi in her book, A Place to Pray, writes that our praise is saying yes to God. Yes to all that is, for all that has been, and for all that will be. Yes to God's partially present and still future kingdom for which we daily pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. Yes to the kingdom in which all shall be healed, all set right, all made well, over which the Lamb shall reign. And yes, yes to the people of God who yearn for God and who love God and one another as best that they can. Yes, yes, yes. As we join in singing together number 118, let's give our resounding yes to God. Will you stand with me?